Okay, coming to you uh, here post episode. I'm a, I'm a few drinks deep. Just got done having a great Zoom room with one of my best friends ever. Had to be the first guest on this podcast, uh, Miss Sarah Gavinay. We were catching up. That's why it's named that. Uh, had a great time talking about uh, college and life and shenanigans we had gotten ourselves into, characters that we had created. Uh, we had lovely elderly couple that we improvised as when we were in college. And to top all that off, we just, it was so good to see her. She just got done with finals. I've had a long week of work. It was a perfect time to kick back, crack a cold one and catch up. Uh, just a couple of quick notes on here. This podcast is officially sponsored by Apollo Productions. I am wearing their shirt. You can't see it. It's a lovely stretchy material. Uh, it's great to play, you know, casual golfing, like something at some place where you might not need a polo shirt and khaki shorts, but you might be able to get away with jorts and a t-shirt because they set me up and hooked me up with this awesome, awesome setup coming my way. Uh, on top of that, uh, my friend Adam helped me out. Let me borrow a mixer in the meantime until I can manage to get that from Apollo. But Apollo has been coaching me about how to use all this equipment. In the meantime, they're a great company. They do weddings. They do installs. All that cool shit. Uh, if you ever need to get a hold of them, you can go ahead and look them up. Apollo Productions. They do all kinds of cool stuff. That's not their actual tagline, but that's what I'm saying about them. I've worked casually with them before. I, I once got to meet the actor Terrence Howard because I worked with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm on his shit list because when I met him, he came up next to me while I was working lights at that club. And I'm like, you look like Terrence Howard. And he goes, yeah, that's because I fucking am. And he'd been drinking heavily all night. So nothing against the great Terrence Howard. I then said, man, I really loved you in the first Iron Man movie. And he turned around and yelled at me and goes, yeah, well, obviously the fucking producers didn't. And he stormed off and left the club. And afterwards, I was I was scolded and told that when complimenting Sir Terrence Howard, you bring up Hustle and Flow or Empire. You do not bring up the uh, MCU because he's still a little bit sore about getting replaced by Don Cheadle. Well, Terrence, I'm here to tell you I've got a podcast and you're still a major actor, so you're still winning, but look out. I'm coming for you. Um, Apollo Productions. Yes, they made all this possible. On here with this, we have some unofficial unofficial sponsors on here with that. Michelob Ultra, because you're never going to have just six. And uh, truly, hard seltzer lemonades. They don't sponsor me either, but I drank a few of them during this and they are delicious. Uh, to quote the great tech nine because I drink it but they ain't paying me for it not yet so to give you a quick overview on here with this I am meeting with my best friend Sarah Gabinet on here with this one I haven't seen her in forever she's been busy with college and I am just so excited to get to catch up with her we had a great talk about an hour and a half worth on there with it so it, it, it's a it's a little long in the tooth for the podcast you don't have to listen to all of it but it's just me putting myself out there because as an extrovert and a creative in this pandemic i've missed getting to talk to people so i appreciate all of you who do listen in if you ever want to be on the podcast just let me know because i have a creeping suspicion most of the people who know me are going to be listening to this so thanks please enjoy let me know your uh, criticisms compliments anything else like that and uh get to know me and sarah a little bit better 
If you have any questions that you think I should ask on the podcast as well, please uh, go ahead and message me. Let me know because I'm looking to try to improve that because a couple of my questions were a little bit dry. Sarah said they seemed a little bit like a job interview. I'm not going to completely shoot that down. But yeah, let me know any questions you think I should ask guests in the future. Uh, That'd be awesome for you, the listener, to help me participate, possibly make this a little bit better. In the meantime, please enjoy or don't. I don't give a fuck. Uh... But thanks for listening. So uh, if you have technology needs, call Apollo Productions. If you don't, crack a drink. Enjoy yourself. Unless you're driving while listening to podcasts. I do that too. Then don't drink. That's probably a bad idea. I'm going to shoot you into the episode now. Thanks, everybody. Aries doing berry stuff over there I'll let him do berry stuff i don't like berry anyway he's my arch nemesis is he really yeah berry's my berry tried to eat me the first time i ever met him that's because you delicious no i was at kale's grad party i was supposed to be making chili and berry just rolled up trying to eat my jorts all day long like, <laughs> trying to bite me like maybe he was trying to tell you that you shouldn't be wearing jorts hey i will never give up the jorts if they're good enough for john cena they're good enough for me <laughs> So, never gonna no. give up, George. Never gonna. No, but I, I know why he did it. He did it because I came into the house unannounced, and they had gotten the dog, and I was just so used to just you know going into Kayla's house because it'd be like they knew I was coming over. Boop, just fuck it, go in. So that way they don't have to get up or do anything. She uh, she was actually up in the shower and like had to get out and wrap herself up, and I had to wait outside while she took Barry upstairs, and then I came in and started cooking chili. Well, I'm trying to figure out how to turn up the audio. Am I not loud enough? I can make me louder. Oh yeah, you never have a problem with that. Can you hear? Am I good? You're good. You're perfect. Like (gasps) I I know. I have. Oh my god. No, I have a mixer over here, so I can like set people's volumes. I'm like legit. Look at look at this shit. Okay. Well, I can't hear you super well. Are you drinking Mick Ultra? Yeah. Charles. Mick Ultra, you're never going to have just six. <laughs> I was going to say it's the champagne of beers, but that's not correct. That's Miller no, High not, Life. That's High Life. Can I know. Any, can you hear me any better now? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay, I, I, turn, I turn my mic up a little bit. Okay. Oh, you know what reminds me of what High Life reminds me of? Uh, freshman year? No. Bud's Tavern, but oh god! <laughs> you know oh, what I think we should do? I know this is your podcast, but I think oh, we should we tell we the good people um, at least our account of how we met. Yes. What our first impressions were? Oh god. Okay, I'll go first because I I know your impressions of me are probably going to be so much worse. I was <laughs> a drunken idiot in college, so. My first time I remember meeting you was I came down to Ben's room and you were just in there and you and Kato were hanging out and you were singing a song that you had written to the tune of Alejandro by Lady Gaga, but you had combined your two last names and were singing Gabinado. I did not, I didn't remember that. It was, 
it was a catchy tune. I can't ever get it out of my head because, like, I come walking in and you're standing on his futon while Dennis, fucking Dennis, is over there just trying to, like, talk about something. And you're just up there pelvic, like, jiggling. Like, you weren't, like, hip thrusting. <laughs> But you were doing like the washing machine going Gabinado, 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 Gabinado. Which, okay. And I, I was like, this chick knows how to party. And then I was like, no, but she's really fun. That's so much better than my first. The jiggling definitely happened during like doing the washing machine. That yeah. 100% happened. I I do remember Ben was involved. I think you guys were in that phase where you were wearing like um, suit tops every day. You were wearing yeah, like jackets. We, we, we were ties. wearing jeans with dress shoes and then like a button down shirt with the sleeves rolled up and then some kind of crazy colored tie and i had like a stack of fedoras i would roll through because i was that kind of terrible person oh the fedora you know what i had a fedora phase too though yeah but you didn't have your fedora phase in college i did did you well it must have been before i got there no it was after all right yeah so i remember that and i remember ben was like the I guess at the time, the bigger personality. But I think, I thought we were all hanging out in Shelby's room or something. I only went over to Shelby's room once. It was uh, sometime around my birthday. She drove, I didn't have my car on campus for the first like three months I was there. And she drove me to Meyer so I could buy, get him to the Greek. And then we came back and Dustin and I sat on her bed, watched, get him to the Greek and had a conversation with each other about how hot Shelby was. I mean, she is. You weren't wrong. It was just a weird conversation to have with somebody's boyfriend. Oh, right. Oh, they were dating. Yeah, because he just looked at me and goes, isn't she hot? And I'm just like, is this allowed, a trap? Like, Am I allowed to it's say yes? It's a trap. Well, it was Dustin. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, I got 100 pounds on him even before I gained my college weight. And I look at him and I'm like, oh, I can take him. I'm not worried about, yeah, she's hot. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> And now we friends too. Yep. I now, thought your, your first I thought you were trying a little hard. I thought you were trying to like match Ben's energy. Oh my, I definitely was. That was 100% something that was happening. I, I, I needed to learn to just, just let it go. When I stopped trying to be funny, that's when I became funny, which is. Yeah. Which that's is when we really became weird. like best friends. Yeah. One. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we already know. Yeah. What's not fight that we've had? The uh, the worst conflicts that we've had. Because <laughs> I know for a fact that me drinking all of your Rickards Red is up there. And it, I will never live that down. Like, I've forgiven you because I love you. You were one of my best friends, but I... You were ooh, pissed. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was one of the maddest moments. Like, I, was, oh, I was so mad. And just you just sitting there, like, you didn't realize what you had done. You, like, 
I realized it within like the you 12 years after. I have after. not gotten more records since you drank all my records. I know. You know what? Like, I really have tried to find it so <laughs> or every, like find someone who can. Every time sent me to Detroit, I'd be like, hey, can I borrow this car real quick and go over the border? And they're like, not in a company car. You can't. And I couldn't go over the border in a rental car either because it's against the rental policy that's on there with it. So every time I'm just sitting there like, hey, can I borrow your car and go into Canada? And they're like, well, it's not licensed to you. So no. I'm like, I have my passport and everything. Like, what do you want? I'm like, beer. <laughs> you get beer here. And I'm like, not that beer. It's only sold in Canada. And like when I have friends going there, like apparently they don't sell it at the duty free shop anymore. So you have to like go to a liquor store in Canada to find it. So I think whenever Americans are allowed back into Canada, I'm going to make a beer pilgrimage because I also have to go get puppers. Yes. Because that, they legit sell puppers there. They had them when I went to see Letterkenny live uh, last summer and well, not last summer, the, the last open summer, that one. And oh, I wanted one so bad. I could reach up on stage and just grab the case. I should have done it and run out. Oh. I thought we should get the um, records story out of the way. <laughs> oh, I didn't even have that on the list. I just know I'm not supposed to tell the absence story. And that, that's as far as we yeah, can talk about not, it. Yeah, that one's not, that's not really a story for anyone to tell. Yeah, well, except for you. You can tell it if you want to. I can tell you this. It is my favorite story of you, but I understand why you don't want to tell it. Yeah. Maybe if you get like a million subscribers, I'll tell the story. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is, that's where it's at. Million subscribers. We get to hear the absinthe story from Sarah. Oh. Oh. You know what's so funny about that, too, is it's just so, like, out of character for me, kind of. Yeah. That's part of why I love it. But, no, uh, a, lot of, a lot of drunken nights at Marion. Apparently, that school is nothing like that anymore. They did a really good job stamping that out, supposedly. 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 I mean, of course, my only main source there is people i know who work there still and even then i'm just like well, well they don't they don't really know part of it is because buds isn't there anymore so well they've got other they've got that whatever it is now it's still got the wall up but it's not buds anymore buds went downhill for me as soon as they got rid of the tenderloin which for yeah for anybody here with this this was the greatest deal ever you could walk into buds with 10 bucks in your hand and get a Wait, let's, let's set the stage for what Buds is. Buds, oh, Buds is So just, it used to be a strip club. I didn't know that. You it didn't know it used to be a strip, strip club? club? Yeah. That, like, that explains the musty smell. And no windows. There weren't windows. There was just a back door. <laughs> and you remember, like, the poles near the bar? Oh, my God, this makes so much sense. I did not know that used to be a strip club. Yes. They must have gotten run out of business when Rick's got put in next door. That's probably it, yeah. Because Rick's is a fancy strip club. Do you say Rick's is amazing? No, I said it's a fancy strip club. At least from what it looks like. Well. I've never actually been to a strip club. so I, I, I haven't either. Know. I feel like it'd make me very uncomfortable. I, 
I feel like I would, I'd be that guy. Like, Can you turn your mic up way. a little more? Oh my God. Uh, You're being muffled by your beard. Sorry. I'm just hoping that when I get the recording on this, it's not just me shouting the whole way through. But yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that if I ever went to a strip club, I would just sit there and then just crack stupid jokes the whole time and just be like, so how's your relationship with your father? I'd get thrown out. I, I really would. You'd put enough drinks in me and I'd be an asshole and I'd give them a lot of money, but I'd, I'd also get thrown out. Oh, we were talking about buds. Yeah, we were. Well, this is going to be a super ADD filled tangent episode. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably not a good idea to start off with, with this, but th that's where we're at. Uh, so buds. Yeah. Dark musty used to be a strip club uh nascar memorabilia oh like hoods of cars on the wall because we were in we were right on the edge of speedway uh, -huh. uh pool tables that had definitely had multiple bodily fluids on them uh the booths all had cigarette burns in them from back when you used to be able to smoke and they never bothered to reupholster them and uh, uh there's karaoke with Muggsy. Oh, Muggsy was the weirdest little man, and he was amazing. But, and then on top of that, the, the bartenders did not serve, like, safely at all. They overpoured everything. It was, it was a miracle that that place stayed in business as long as it did. Between the cheap food and, I don't want to know how many corners they were cutting. I've seen enough episodes of Bar Rescue to know whatever I put in my body should have killed me. But that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, I don't remember my 21st birthday there at all. At all. Uh, but my 22nd birthday there is one of legend. That was the, uh, the Wednesday karaoke night we had where I packed the place and they comped my bar tab because that was the most money they'd brought in on a Wednesday in forever. Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had, uh, so my birthday was on Tuesday and I had a, I had a midterm or something like that going on because it was end of September. No, I had a big test in earth science and I had to study for that. And I was actually responsible my senior year. Didn't matter in the long run, did not matter. <laughs> and so I, I set up a Facebook event and I, I had like 110 people confirmed and like 80, 90 still showed up to buds. It was ridiculous. That was when. Uh, let's see, Shelby and Hannah Dulock and Kelly and somebody else got up and they sang Lady Marmalade for me for my birthday. Oh. And there was a gentleman who was selling meth to everybody there or attempting to get them to buy it, whose name was Spanky from the Hood, who was dancing around <laughs> while I was trying to enjoy my birthday song. I'm sorry, Spanky from the Hood. Yeah. So he comes up to our table. I'm sitting there with Sam. He introduced himself as Spanky from the hood. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with Sam and Jeff and Phil. And <laughs> for anyone who's listening who doesn't know any of these people, I'm so sorry. But this, this has to be told. So I have three of my friends there. Uh, and all of us are bigger dudes. And he rolls up and he goes, hey, how y'all doing? My name's Spanky. Spanky from the hood. And I got one question for y'all. Y'all want to buy some meth? What in the 22 Jump Street? <laughs> and I'm just looking at him like, no. No, thank you. 
we're we're good. I I don't think we want any meth. Not tonight. Not ever. Thanks, though. And he went off and tried to. I can't hear you at all now. Damn it. How about now? Uh. Spanky. Uh, no. No? Damn it. Okay, I have it on my end. Can you hear me now? A little bit. This is why we should use Discord for this, because you can change the volume. Can you do that on Discord? Yes. Okay, now I hear you. Okay, good. Well, oh, this recording is going to be fun to mess with later. No, and so he proceeded to sell meth to everybody else or, or try to sell meth. And then he, so they end up singing me my birthday song and we're all sitting there enjoying it. And then he jumps out in front of us and starts shaking his ass and like doing the, the dance where he's whipping his hand like he's smacking people on the ass. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, it's Spanky from the hood. It's on video on Facebook. What? Yeah, there, there's a video of this happening of them singing this uh i also know that all of us like who were there went and sat behind them at one point so we could look at their butts while they were singing because we were terrible 21 year olds i guess i was 22 but i fail to see how that would be any different from 29 year old are you 20 i'm 29 okay okay that's my thought yep i turned 30 next year I have a big, huge dive bar blowout planned if I'm allowed. I mean, I'm, I'll be 30 in February, so. I know. We're old. We, 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 we've had a few trips around the sun. Oh, we were talking about the tenderloin deal. At yeah. So <laughs> to continue with this dive bar, it had the best deal ever. You could walk in with 10 bucks and get a mini pitcher of beer, which was 32 ounces, and a pork tenderloin that was breaded and fried that was the size of your face. And so for 10 bucks and then a couple extra on there for a tip, you could get two beers and a tenderloin, and it was the greatest deal ever. See, I always went for the chicken tenders dinner. Nope. Did not trust most of the food that came out of there. You know what? It probably had a lot of preservatives, so that's less money we have to spend on embalming fluid when we... It couldn't have been any worse than the food they were giving us at Marion. Oh, absolutely not. Hey, you know what? It never made me sick, so... I got so sick off of chicken nuggets from the Marion cafeteria. No, not Marion. No, absolutely not. That was... No, I mean at Bud's. No, I also never got sick from the food at Bud's. I think I did get some, some beer that was a little past its prime at one point. But what you drinking on? Um, I, there was one solitary dragonfly IPA in the Wilder's fridge. That sounds about right. So that's what we're doing. That sounds like people who have a child. Yep. Oh, they've got plenty of other stuff in there. Just Oh. But just... Well, I have to leave. I have to drive home later anyway. So. Oh. Well, then, yeah, one is fine. I am, yep. I'm, I'm in my house. Yep. That's, that's I'm still not used to saying that. Oh, you got to come see it at some point. I know. I will. 
Ugh. But yeah, um, no, okay, so what was one of the other five things we were talking about? One of the other five. You you hadn't said the whatever it was where you were the most mad at me. Oh, I wouldn't even say like mad at you. I was probably disappointed knowing how I acted in college. Well. <laughs> I was rather annoyed when you like let everyone think that we were porking. Oh, when I didn't shut it down when they were like, Hey, are you two? And I'm just like, "Eh." yeah, yeah. I could see why you get a little cheesed by that. Cause you know, big old crude. (laughs) And I quote, Charlie, I love you, but I want nothing to do with your genitals. That's, yeah. Yep. That's how it would be. That's what it do. It worked a lot better when we set those ground rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No genitals. It's that simple. Not once, not twice, not today. Not even not thrice. Not next week. Nope. Not even thrice, not even forthright. <laughs> oh. No, but okay, with you on here, I, I have to I have to bring it up. You and I had the greatest improvised character duo ever in the history of the Marion Theater. Of all time. Of all time, without a doubt. Uh we And we, I okay, I'm on Facebook, but every you know, every year the um the timeline of the video that we did pops mm-hmm. up and I watch it every single time. Oh, it's so good. It was not to offend everybody else who was in that class, but that that five-minute clip of you and I riffing as Harold and Marjorie was oh It was God. Ronald. Ronald and Marjorie. My memory's going, dear. As Ronald We've been Marjorie. married for 85 damn years. You think you'd remember. Is. Oh, and then the fact that, like, I shaved my beard and everything for that, and you threw on a fake mustache, and I had a dress and earrings. And they were going on, because initially it was pitched for you and I to play the old couple regardless, and I was supposed to be the old man, and I'm like, no, I want to play the old woman, and Sarah's going to play the old man, and it's going to be hilarious. I kind of looked like Kurt Vonnegut a little bit. A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I've also been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z and you look a lot like Balma's dad. I don't know about the Dragon Ball Z. You don't know about the Dragon I, I literally have it up right now. I was watching it before you got on. <laughs> you know what, though? I have watched three episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! His name is Dr. Brief. Dr. Brief. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Do the the screen shares so you can see it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That mustache is amazing. Yep. You had a pretty good one on there with you. Uh, But... So I'm trying to remember what all we did. We had a, a film, a trailer for a fake film that we had done. And we were- Where there's get, a will, there's a way. Yeah, and our family was always late. So we, we had to have them be on time for like this scavenger hunt deal. And, oh, 
but we had to film the video on there for it. And it was, it, it was only supposed to take like 20 minutes and it ended up being two hours because you and I kept making shit up. <laughs> My favorite oh. one still to this day, like every time it comes up is the Bob Evans bacon bit. I was just, <laughs> you remember can... when we went to Bob Evans and you ordered a whole order of bacon and bacon. they only gave you three pieces and you <laughs> raised hell. You said, was that with the, the, uh, the, um, the waitress who was, um, um, the colored one? No, no, the She's pregnant, pregnant one. I don't think she, she was, was married. married. <laughs> and you stood up and you said I ordered a whole damn order of bacon, not three quarters. When I was in the war, they didn't ask me to kill, kill three quarters of a German. <laughs> See, this is why I can't run for public office, even though I kind of want to someday. <laughs> well, to be fair, you weren't the one who said colored. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> of course. Let's, let's... Um, also, <laughs> you, you didn't fight the kamikazes. They, they fought, fought themselves. themselves. That's why they're dead. <laughs> oh, and then me singing Slop on My Knob by 3-6 Mafia while you danced with your cane. <laughs> that didn't make the final cut. I thought it was... Um, it was also My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. We did that That's as when well. I was dancing with my cane and I like threw my back oh, out. Oh, that's what it was. But there was also um, Dick in a Box and dick It's in Not Gay if It's in a Three-Way. My Dick in a Box. <laughs> there was a lot of material that we can't actually sing on here because it's all licensed and I can't Oh, that's it. correct. But no, we're fine. That just references like that were good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh. I'm trying to think. That's up there for a shipping container. What? What? Oh, I just said it's my dingling in a shipping container. My dingling in a shipping container. That's it's yeah, I guess that'd work. It's not as bad as some of the other songs that are trending these days. Imagine if we had WAP that we could have used for something like that. Oh, yes. I, th I think Ronald and Marjorie would be certified freaks seven days a week. Yes. Because they're, because they're 90, their pull-out game's not the only Mac thing that's weak. Truck. Oh, beverage break. But I'm trying to think. You were also there. And you took me to my first like theater party there at Marion because you got invited and you brought me along with you because like they had met me at the cafeteria. But it was when we were going over to Aaron's apartment, and you told me we were going to Aaron and Cope's. And that's when I met like a lot of people. And all you told me was that one of them was gay. And we walk in and there, there's some, some dude who looks like he doesn't give a shit about his appearance, just chilling in sweatpants. And you run over and give him a hug and sit on his lap. And I'm like, Oh, I guess he's the straight one. Cause that's how my brain worked back then. And some yeah. other skinny dude with like toned muscles and 
like dressed in the nines comes walking in and I was talking to Kayla. I was hitting on her and I thought that I was told this was the other guy that lived there. And I'm like, Oh, he's the gay one. Okay. This makes sense. And then he got all mad because I was talking to his lady and then it all clicked and flipped with me. And I realized you're not the type of person to just run in and sit down on some guy's lap at a party, at least a straight guy. And I had like a light bulb moment there where it all kind of clicked and made sense. It was a, that was a fun night. Yeah. But on there was make us sound like degenerates in college. I mean, we were only like standard college students. Yeah. Well, at least at a Catholic school. I mean, there was a. You know what they say? Where there's four Catholics, there's a fifth. (laughs) Yep. Why are you rubbing the mic up against your mustache? I'm not rubbing it against... It's kind of how it looks with the angle of the camera. I'm trying to get it to where my mouth is like lined up right in front of it so I get a direct feed into the microphone so you can still hear me. I understand right now it looks like I'm kind of sort of butterfly kissing a bumblebee cock, but at the same moment, I'm just doing what I can to make the audio clear. It looks like you're about to open up wide and... (laughs) Do some not safe for work ish. It's just a little baby bumblebee thing. Uh, I I did I do have some like standard questions I wrote out just for for stuff on here with it to kind of make the process go. Uh, yes. One question, uh, because I, I want to have a bunch of my favorite people on here, and part of that would be letting other people kind of get to know them that like and get to know how awesome they are and just get to know stuff about them. We're still working. Yes. I did listen to the trailer. Oh, thank you. You're one of like 40 people who has, and that was about 38 more than I thought would. Uh, First question on there with it. What's something that people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel pretty understood. Um, I don't know. What do people say about me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I will go with this route. You and I, you and I went on similar paths with secondary education, but we got off of that highway at different points. Yes. For example, you just, what, what do you have, one semester left after this? Uh, like, well, COVID kind of threw a... Yeah, it did. And it depends how the semester goes. I don't know. I think people maybe think I'm more impressive than I am. Pretty damn impressive. Eh. Or like, oh, I can't, bl- okay, no, that's fair. So it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's, uh, cool that you're still in school and like chipping away and you never gave up but a little bit is like sunken cost fallacy too you know (laughs) that was that was kind of my breaking point on there with it was when I came to that point and that was I left Marion and started going to IUSB and I realized I'm now in an institution that runs like a less effective DMV like really, I was nothing more like when I went to go see my advisor, I, the first thing I always had to answer was what my student ID number was. And 
now that I'm I still somebody, don't know what my IU student ID number is. I'm going to be I, totally honest with you. It's in my wallet somewhere. I, I kept that ID so I can get college discounts at different places because I do not look like my Marion ID anymore because I got my Marion ID taken at 18 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I had yeah. no facial hair and I still had my baby cheeks. And it was, I looked like when you met me. That that was that was what I looked like. Uh, I think I had an I had an Aeropostale polo on in my ID picture for Marion. That that'll say how old it is. I had a purple T-shirt. And this was a black Aeropostale polo where the Aeropostale logo was then in plaid. That that was the the shirt I had on. It was that douchey. Nice. Yep. I wanted to be a prep so bad in high school, but I was a band kid. It's okay. You did good. I, I did. It paid for most of my college. So that, that's, that's pretty okay. But and, and then I got there to IUSB and I'm just like, I don't want to fucking keep gaining debt for this bullshit. Cause like I had, I had two bad years in college mentally. I, I wasn't, I was not in a good place on there with it. And that was my last year at Marion and my first year at IUSB. And I just didn't give a fuck. I did not give a fuck. My last semester at IUSB, I had a 4.0. And then I just never registered for classes because I'm like, no, I'm done. Like, eventually, I might go get a degree in something. I don't know what. But I was, I was not going to go any forward with that because they basically looked at me and said, okay, your cumulative GPA is this. You're going to need this many years of classes just to get it up to where they will accept you into the business school here. And then you can do those last four classes that you need to get your degree. And I'm like, I don't feel like having X as a variable and how long I need to remain in college. They're like, well, the schedule might work this way or that way. I was about ready to start taking like intro level percussion courses just so I could fuck off and get straight A's and pad my GPA. But I'm like, why would I pay a couple grand a year just to fuck around and not get anywhere with it? What's the point in doing that? Yeah. Especially for a degree in business management where I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know, I can just go get business experience right now instead. And that's what I did. And to be I mean, fair. You bought the, a house. You're doing well. I, ooh, that was <laughs> to get that house. There, there was a little bit of uh, aggressive negotiations that occurred. <laughs> I was I was right on the bubble of hitting my funding and I live out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere because it's all farmland out here and so you can get it for no money down because of how it's zoned and that's the only reason I wound up in a house but like I was just under my income to debt ratio and I had to go to work and be like look this is like literally my it was literally what I had left over of my student loans was what kept me from being able to get into my house and I'm I, I need x amount more a year and they're like oh well, it's I don't know if we could do that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I'm not looking to go anywhere else. I like where I'm at. If I do get another offer from somewhere else, I'll give you the chance to match. And then I, uh, somebody with a big mouth, my father, put a bug in somebody else in the company's ear about how we were having dinner with one of his old friends who was in his wedding, who's a, a big wig at one of the RV companies around here, and they were going to offer me a job. And all of a sudden, the next day, I had my raise. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But in the meantime, I, I like my house. I like it a lot. And I like my job. I like it a lot. But, uh, okay, other questions. 
I have on here. Uh, what, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? These feel like job interview questions. Okay, cool. Next question. Uh, <laughs> if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Is it just for me? Like, is just it anything you could put anything on a major highway that everybody will see? Okay. Um, can I tell you what my first thought is? Yes. I saw this um, bumper sticker one time that said, masturbation is not a crime. And like, I kind of want to put that on a billboard. That's a great billboard. It's, it's an overly shamed topic in America. You know what though? I would want like a stock photo of like a generic attorney with like their arms crossed. And then masturbation is not a crime. And then like, I don't know. A is phone he the number dick lawyer who's on there? I'm sorry, what? Dick the lawyer? dick lawyer. Is he the dick lawyer? He's the dick lawyer. The stock generic photo of a lawyer with his arms crossed that's oh, on your yeah. masturbation's not a crime billboard. Yes. But I, would, I wouldn't want to have like a law office number, but I want it <gasps> to be implied. Do you think what? he practices constitutional law? Oh, <laughs> okay. I was going to say cock tracks, but that constitutional is much better. Oh, see, now when you said you saw a bumper sticker, I thought you were going to bring up the Saviorado. No, but it's um, the Saviorado is amazing. So I was a couple years back in Elkhart, just going to and from work. I think I was on my way back from lunch and there was a Silverado in front of me with like the whole back end of it was done out. And it, what was it? It said something like Jesus is my savior or something like that on there. It was a couple of things. They had a Bible verse and it was decked the fuck out for Christ. I, I will tell you that much. And I said her favorite snap she's ever seen. And I said like the 2019 Chevy Saviorado with enough torque to pull your soul pull straight your out ass, of hell. Your soul straight out of hell. <laughs> it was so good. I, I, I love that Tom, your dad, laughed at that so much. Oh, yeah. He loves that. He still mentions it sometimes. It was a great A joke. They also, um, my folks still laugh at uh, Rush and your, your truck. Oh. The people you bought your truck from. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of stories with, with that now. I got to tell you about when I got a dent in it because you're going you're gonna to laugh at that. I don't oh, have the yeah. dent anymore. I've since gotten it fixed. But yeah, she asked me. Uh, so I bought my truck from a rather conservative business associate of my father's who is also rather conservative. Uh, and she told me about how her, her, it was her husband's truck. It was that he used day to day before he passed away of cancer. And I, I love my truck. I, I try to take such good care of it. I try is the key phrase. Uh, but she asked me if I'd been listening to Rush in it every day. And I'm like, yeah, listen to Red Barchetta in it today. And she kind of gives me a look like, what? And I'm like, Rush, you know, the Canadian band. Getty Lee, Neil Peart, come on. And she would no, Rush Limbaugh. And I'm like, no, that, that shit's not getting played in my truck. So when I got the dent in it, um, I was already stressed enough about it as is. And 
like I was on my way to a bar. I hadn't even started drinking yet. And I went to get money out of the ATM to pay the cover fee. And I took a tight corner into the ATM and all I hear is a crunch and I popped in the side panel on it. I was so mad. You hit the ATM? No, I hit one of the yellow poles. Oh. But I just, I got it to where it like kind of just dented straight in and I heard a crunch and just immediately threw it in reverse and backed right off of it so I wouldn't have any paint scrapage. That was what made it an easier fix because they literally just popped it back out. It ended up getting popped back out by a rather questionable mechanic who is an acquaintance of my father's who with a Marlboro Red in his hand, uh, he had a Marlboro Red in his mouth a two by four in his hand and slid under it and just started pushing while his mechanical friend had a giant suction cup dildo. He popped onto the side of it. It sounds like you said his mechanical. No mechanical, but well, mechanic friend, the guy was not a robot. He no, was but mechanic. mechanical. That'd be it's a like, good name for a band. Or a menu item at McDonald's. <laughs> what is it made out of people? You know, you never know. So the mechanic then has, the key point was he had a giant dildo on the one and he's got the shaft and he's pulling it to <laughs> pop the thing back out while he's pushing with the two by four and it bings out and everything's good. But a couple of weeks before when I was stressed, cause I actually got a quote on how much to get it fixed and they were like 800 bucks. And I'm like, I don't fucking have 800 bucks to pay for this. And so I'm calling him and that's when he had recommended it. And he goes, Oh, I was talking to Susan, the lady who sold me the truck and told her that she dented it and uh, that, that you had dented it. And she wanted to know what the hell you were doing with, with the truck. And I didn't know I was on speakerphone and Susan was in the office and I go, well, I don't give a good God damn what she thinks. It's not her fucking truck anymore. Oh no. And I was just having a shitty day and I just hear a gasp and he's like, you're on speaker. And I'm like, you got to fucking tell me these things, George. You can't just not put me, you can't just put me on speaker and not go. Like now I've gotten so used to it with work where I ask him like, am I on speakerphone before I'm about to do something like that? The other one came the other day where, um, so my dad and I are driving down to Florida uh, after the new year for uh, a week to go visit his uncle Dave and hang out down there at the, the beach house and, you know, just enjoy the sun and the weather. And it's much needed. I need to go float in that pool and just drink a boatload of beer. And my dad's aunt also lives down there. And she she likes to talk. She doesn't ever not stop talking. And she literally, she's Aunt Chatty Kathy. And he goes, oh, well, Dave's going to have some rooming issues. You're going to have to stay with your Aunt Kathy for a couple of days. And he's on the phone. And I'm like, are, are you fucking serious? He goes, yeah, I'm like a heart attack. Dave's having remodeling stuff done. You're not going to be able to stay in the guest room there. So we're going to have you stay with Kathy and just come over every day instead. And I'm like, uh, he goes, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, you might as well call Florida Highway Patrol and put out a silver alert. I'm going to leave that bitch on the side of the highway. And, <laughs> and he's That's like, terrible. oh my God, are you serious? And I'm like, no, I'm not actually going to leave her on the side of the highway, but I'll leave her to truck stop. Dang. <laughs> uh, I, I think it might actually be worse if I left her at a truck stop because somebody might run her over because of how much she'd just be in their ear the whole time on there with it. But she means well. She's a nice lady, but she's also a super conservative Trump thumper. Um, uh, the last time I was down there for business, she tried to explain to me how Mike Pence was such a great guy, and that went over like a fucking lead balloon. 
<laughs> like a fart in an elevator. I was there with three AARP card carrying members of the Donald Trump fan club. And Ugh. I had cooked dinner that night. And as she's sitting there, can, like thanking me on how good these burgers taste, it was the best burgers she'd ever had in her life. And how Mike Pence is the best vice president we've ever had. And I'm just rolling my eyes so hard. So I couldn't take it anymore and started rattling off like how he started an HIV epidemic by cutting a needle exchange program. And how this guy. He wanted a state run news agency. Oh my God. Just the worst. And so Dave finally goes, well, your dad likes Mike Pence. I go, okay, Dave, Dave. Okay, Dave. I'm going to tell you this much. Would you trust a man who calls his own wife mother? And he goes, he does not. I'm like, he does. Like, you'd be sitting there, he'll be like, well, mother and I had a good night with our rabbit, Marlon Bundo. And that is actually the name of his rabbit also. Which I is, did know that, yes, because uh, John Oliver had that, like, wrote that other book about it. About his rabbit being gay? Yes. Yeah. And so now he just, my uncle has a field day asking me how how Michael and mother are doing because we're from Indiana and we obviously know what Mike Pence is doing at all times. He's hibernating. Ugh. He's in his cryogenic chamber. He's um, updating the the uh, droid. I don't know. He's Mike Pence conversing with his fellow They're lizard people. Christian. Huh? Mike Pence doesn't believe in droids. They're not Christian. I you mean, know, now with that attitude... About- Talking about Mike Pence, and this is going to be an excellent lead into my next question I have, which is if in 150 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be? I would have to write a book. I don't have that kind of attention span. No, like if there was a book written about your life, what would the title be? Oh, I feel like I've already come up with a couple of book titles, but I can't remember. I think your book title would be, I have to write a book. I don't have the attention span for that. (laughs) It'd be be like, maybe like a a children's book. (laughs) I have a question. If somebody else wrote your autobiography for you in the car, would they be ghostwriting the whip? The pain in your eyes as I said that. I love you, but I despise you. <laughs> that was awful. Somebody's going to listen to this and not get that joke. <laughs> it's probably going to be my mother. That's fine. You got to understand, this is the closest my mother's ever come to actually hearing any of my comedy. If she listens to this. I have, I've always told her she's not allowed to go. Yes. Well, she's an, she's an educator. Well, she just goes, oh, well, here's the thing. I've done stand-up in front of some of her other teachers that she works with. Really? Yes. The, uh, the music teacher uh, is another artist who frequents the venue that I perform at, and he sings his homemade songs. He, he actually has one of my favorite songs ever he wrote about his students, which is called You Can Go to the Bathroom When I'm Dead. That's terrible. 
Well, it's about getting pestered constantly to go to the bat. Like, can I go to the bathroom? And then when you let one person go, then they all want to go. It's almost like we need to let kids go to the bathroom more. Well, no, it, it's just like they just go to get out of class. He's a music teacher. He's a specials teacher. They go because they don't want to be there. Music was always one of my favorite specials, but I know there were some other people who really could care less about it. Oh, boo. Oh, I'm pointing at me, by the way. I'm aware. This is yeah. only audio, so they wouldn't have been able to hear that. So, no, I know. I had to. Okay. What was your least favorite special when you were in elementary school? Like the class that you had to take that you were like, I, I do not give a fuck about this class. Oh, um... Well, hmm. are we talking teacher or just class in general? Class in general. Hmm. So, well, I guess in elementary school, you didn't switch that often. So oh, PE, because I was always picked last. You were picked last? You're tall. Or second to last, usually. You're, but you're tall. That gives you some advantages for at least I know. a couple of sports. I've never actually seen you try to do anything athletic, so I'm not really sure. Well, remember, I was doing something athletic, and then I ended up in the hospital. So. Oh, yeah. That did. And then my wheel fell off my fucking car coming to see you. I know. I appreciated it, though. I was bringing you a Jewish ambulance because you were in the hospital and I wanted to represent your faith with an ambulance. And it's still it. on the, um, I don't it's have still it on, on my mantle. It was actually my Fort Lauderdale office that, that sent me those. I got a couple more when I was there because I wanted to have my full set still. And I gave half my set away to you. Oh, thank you. It's okay. I got my full set again. So we're good. Um, mine, mine was art because I liked music and I liked PE, but art class, uh, I actually got suspended in sixth grade because of something I did in art class. What did you do in art class? I was sarcastic. I was sarcastic you, to the point no. of suspension. <laughs> oh no. So uh, I was definitely... I've always been a little heavier set. I was a fat kid in elementary school. Like I'm not, I wasn't like Cartman level fat, but I, I was definitely heavier set. I, I wore Husky jeans. That, that's where I was at with it. And I had art right before lunch, but I was also a smart Husky kid. So I was on the, the academic B teams and those always met during lunch which left me like five minutes to pound some food and go to academic B. And my art teacher, Mrs. Braun, would keep us late from lunch because we would talk through her class. And we got it to the point one day where we got her to cry. And we're sixth graders, so we're 12. We're, we're almost in junior high. And she's treating us like we're five-year-olds because apparently we were acting like it. Yeah. And she asked us to write her a letter about what we thought the problem was. So she asked me for my opinion on what was wrong with her class. And I have a wide ruled sheet of paper in front of me and I write basically this. I don't have a problem with anything in this class. I think 
you are the problem. And you is underlined like six times. If you wanted us to really care about art, you should only have people in here who want to do this. I could care less about this class. I only have five minutes to eat. I'm on the academic teams. I'm not going to get an art scholarship in my future. Nobody cares about this. Your class is pointless. And I handed it in. And my parents were gone on vacation, and the principal pulls me in there and hands me off to the assistant principal. And this lady, she broke school dress code on the regular because she had fire engine red highlights in her hair. And I just sit there, and she starts reading me like, I don't have a problem with this. You are the problem. I mean, like super redactive with my art that I had just written down. Like, that was my art project. Thank you very much. I didn't need your sarcasm on top of it. And she's like, well, you're going to sit in here since we know your parents are gone. Otherwise, we'd give you a full day out of school suspension. I'm like, for being sarcastic? I had a kid in my class named Derek who told the teacher to fuck off, and he got a detention. But I got out of school. I got a full day suspension for being sarcastic. I mean, of all the reasons that you would get in trouble, that would be it. Yeah. See, I got in trouble, I think the only time I got in trouble, oh, in music class, I think it was like sixth grade, I got um, in school suspension for a day because, huh? It's always sixth grade. I know. I um, was done with my music test, and um, I colored the tips of my hair pink with a highlighter, (laughs) and then I got in school suspension. You got suspension. And that's when I began my life of crime. (laughs) I was bored and it looked cool, but. All right. Uh, Another question here. Uh, If you could talk to your 18 year old self, what, what's one thing you only have one thing that you can tell them. What would you tell them? That foundation color isn't correct for you. Mine would be literally just go to class. They won't care if you're hungover. Just show up. Literally, you will be out of here in four years if you just show up. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm I'm like, I'm not really one of those people that like would want to change anything that's happened because. Yeah, that's I like where I'm at and where I've gotten there. But like, that's one thing that I would just be there. Like when my dad said it, I didn't like, what the fuck do you know? You didn't even finish college. Like, what do you mean just show up? You don't get, and then like, I had a couple classes I failed because I just didn't show up. Yeah, I, showing I up is important. Sure. Yeah. Like literally, like as long as you're just, you, you get there on time, that's it. Like you could have the world's piss poor performance in there, but if you're there, you're going to retain enough to pass. It's that simple. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's Maybe something got, like that. That's how I, I, I definitely. Psychology. I got a C in psychology my freshman year because Dylan dragged me to class every day who was my roommate see i always went to class then i mean i go to class now but like i I almost failed mark latta's lit class and it was in the same building my dorm was because i had so many times i slept through it damn that's mark latta that was a cool lit class yeah uh all right other questions maybe i would tell myself to not worry about boys so much I would tell myself 
to just go talk to her, that that one would work well. Because 18-year-old me had zero game. I was going to make a joke about what nothing changing, but I'm not going to do that <laughs> through podcast. <laughs> it would have been so much better than me drunkenly confessing my love to you on there with that and just walking up and being like, hey, I like you. What do you think? Instead of me drinking a quart of Jack Daniels honey and being like, Sarah, we should be together. And puking all over the front porch of that house. Oh, yeah, that. Well, you know, I think it all worked out, though. It did. Uh, okay, another question. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Like a serious one? Just, uh, sure, yeah, serious. Oh, I got one the other day that was really great that um, I give very good advice. You do give good advice. You give that was good advice. I had a, an ex go off the deep end because I sought advice from you. I mean, she was jealous that you were playing um, cornhole with my mother. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. That, oh, I forgot about that. That was so weird. Well, I mean, in some parts of Indiana, if somebody's playing cornhole with a mother, that's depends on if you're from Mike Pence country or not. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And then she didn't like me because we talked about poop too much. I talk to Sam about poop all the time too. Whatever. Yeah. But I'm a whammons. Ooh. I talked to you about poop like today. Yeah, I know. The McRib. You're yeah. two for two. I'm two for two. Oh, and it took them forever to get McRibs down here too. I was so mad. I had to wait like a month before I got a McRib. I I'm sorry, I don't like I don't have a solution for you. Doesn't your brother work at McDonald's? No. Didn't you got the hookup? Wait, he no. used to work at McDonald's. Okay, he did for a summer, yes. Oh, it was only a summer? Yeah. The way your mom talks about it, every time I'm there, I thought Kevin still worked at McDonald's. No, but he's so traumatized by it that... <laughs> Look, one of the lines I have in my stand-up set refers to dealing with bathrooms that truckers use and the fact that your, your brother had to clean a McDonald's truck stop bathroom. Yep. There's, there is no amnesty for that. Or no minimum wage. Back. It, like the, the joke that it goes in there with it was like I had at some point like came out to my grandmother as being super liberal and it, it started a huge argument she's like well you need to get right with the lord because I think you're possessed by a liberal demon I go grandma I'm sure a bathroom with truckers every day I think I know a thing or two about demonic possession liberal demon would be your um book name liberal demon yeah. Um, so I can't tell this story with you because I have to tell this story with the guy it happened with when he's on in the next episode, but it's your favorite story of mine. And no, um, instead of book titles, I have stand-up titles and my first stand-up title will be called Large Predatory Mammal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
and the next guest I will have on will be Chris, aka Doobie LaFlair, aka the guy I was with on that 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 journey to Cedar Point. I think my stand-up special would be um and not even because it's true, I just think the name is funny. Participation trophy wife. <laughs> that is that is one of my favorite sayings is part participation trophy wife. You're welcome. Did I get that from you? Yeah. Okay. Probably. I mean, I thought I was the one that came up with it. I might not have been. I'm not as clever as I think I am. But. I drank a lot in college. I don't remember if I came up with something or not. You said drinking a hard seltzer. What yeah, about it's drinking not, It's not Mick Ultra anymore. Now I'm on hard seltzer. Oh, I, I have water. I mean, I, I guess I do too. But you got to drive. And I, don't. I also am not who I was at 22. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, yep. Same goes for me there. Thank goodness. 22-year-old me was a shithole. Oh, I was so mean to my parents at 22. That's, I've, I, that would be, I'd scratch that. I'd go back to around there and be, just be nicer to your parents. Like, you don't have to go out of your way. Just like, like, hey, I'm not dead. I'll, I won't, I'm not coming home tonight. See you tomorrow. Like, just that simple. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, back to something on here. Oh, what's your favorite word? There's a good one. Any word, go. I'm only going to say it because I know that someone is going to cringe. <laughs> okay. Moist. Moist. I, I knew word. it was coming as you leaned in. I'm like, it's going to be moist. She's going to say moist. <laughs> Moisty moist. I don't know what my favorite word is. Like Modest moist and the moisty moisty Boston's. Moist. The Rocky Most <laughs> Rocky I can't even get through that without giggling. Uh there's a whole thing. I mean, about I can tell you my favorite mineral because Ooh. that's the first thing that came to mind. What's your favorite coming mineral? Tonight. Wait, coming tonight? Yes. C U M M I N G T O N I T E. I thought I called you and like because I needed you to know about it. <laughs> you might have. That's glorious. Yeah. I don't know if that's my favorite word, though. That's a good one. Oh. What's your favorite insult? Oh, my favorite insult? Yeah. Oh, hold on. I had, like, my favorite one that I've come up with or my favorite one I've ever heard? You can do both. Okay, my favorite one that I've come up with was you look like a shittier version of Harry Potter where his only magical power is white privilege. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, my favorite one ever is, uh, it's an old Don Rickles bit from this terrible, terrible movie. And he's just, he looks at Artie Lang and goes, oh, oh what are you looking at, you baby gorilla? And just <laughs> he, he's on a whole, just, or, there's another one where he calls somebody a melting hippopotamus. <laughs> And it's just, I do my research on there with that. That that one is that one's near and dear to my heart. I like that one a lot because it's just so simple and out of the blue and it makes me laugh. Um, 
Oh, I also had some, I had one, my favorite chirp that I've ever done at a hockey game is right up there with it too. I was there with Travis at a Notre Dame hockey game and we were in the front row and they were playing Wisconsin and this dude just beefed it skating down the ice right in front of us for the other teams. Bam, face first. And I go, damn, 22, you're tripping like a St. Mary's girl leaving brothers. Oh, no. And there was a family of four next. To, and I don't swear when I'm at the hockey games because there are kids everywhere. And, like, I was always taught at the sporting events to just be as creative as you want to. Just don't cuss. Like, keep it PG. Yeah. And the mom was drinking her diet Coke and spat it all over the glass. And the dad started crying. He was laughing so hard. And then the kid goes, why was that funny? And they're like, you'll understand when you're older. <laughs> and you be the St. Mary's girl. Well, I, I know enough. I know a St. Mary's girl who literally broke her arm leaving a football tailgate because she got drunk and fell over. It was my cousin's roommate. (laughs) Just with being right over here by that, it's, it's something that comes up every now and again. I miss going to those games. I was watching the hockey game for a little while earlier tonight because the Notre Dame football team got beat so bad. It was so bad. They got slapped like they owed somebody money. It was like 31 to 10. It was pretty bad. You're supposed to ask me what my favorite insult is. Oh, sorry. Sarah, what's your favorite insult? Thank you. And you better keep that in the in the final cut. I will. <laughs> okay. Um, so you know how I'm like a nice person and I don't like hurting people's feelings? Yes. My favorite one is, you don't, excuse me. I don't like that face. I am a nice person course you are why would i insinuate anything differently you're one of my favorite people one could say my most because you're on first on my podcast about my favorite that is people true, but you also refer to yourself as a terrible person so <laughs> uh my favorite insult i guess and it's usually i only use it when i'm playing runescape because that's what i do um uh you're not even you're an only child and you're still not your mother's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's right up there with the one that my dad always used that's to say. I'm pretty sure he stole it from Tim Allen, but when I was growing up, if, if there was some kid who was mean to me, my dad's go-to every time would be, oh, what does he know about anything? That kid's so ugly, they had to tie a pork chop around his neck just to get the dog to play with him. Oh, no. I think that might be like a Rodney Dangerfield joke. Yeah. It sounds like, what do you know? The kid's so ugly. I had to tie a pork chop around his neck just to get the dog to play with him. Can't get no respect. Can't get no respect. (laughs) Okay. Do one more question on here. I'm going to let you pick it. I'm going to flip this over to you. So you could see, okay. and I'll let you pick a question. Because, I mean, it's your show, but they've been a little flaccid so far. Well, fuck. Sorry, I'm still working it out. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just... Uh, Some of them don't have any context to them, because I, I literally thought these out one day when I was in the middle of, like, just... 
I don't even remember what I was doing, but like that's why 18 just says on a scale of one to 10 dot, dot, dot. Cause I didn't even finish the fucking question. Yes. Um, let's see. I read that. I don't know why I read it as this. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I read that as suppository. That is not. Would your superpower be suppositories? I don't like, think so. I don't want to be. No, no, anymore. not like getting them out of there or anything. Like you could just be like, boom, and then give somebody a suppository by like pointing at them. And be like, you now have a suppository. Yes. I know that wasn't the question you picked, but. Um, it might, what are you not very good at? Okay. Finishing yeah. college, <laughs> finishing tasks. <laughs> I mean, I'm still working on staying on, on task. Time like management. What we've been trying to do. Yup. Wait, go back to it. I want to answer oh, more. Answering more. Okay. You're fucking overachiever. Okay. Um, I would probably, I definitely would have asked 12. Uh, what are you listening to recently? Music, podcast, audiobooks, et cetera. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, actually, that's a fantastic question. So podcast-wise, I love the Night Owl podcast. I am not familiar with it. Matt Duncan actually told me about it. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a paranormal podcast, but it's based in Austin, Texas, and it's okay. so good. Uh, my my podcast I've been listening to is also somewhat paranormally linked. It, it's called The Boogie Monster with uh, Dave, co comedians Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane. Of course, Kyle yeah, Kinane. I, I love Kyle Kinane. Of course you would. <laughs> but so they, every episode they go and they look into some kind of cryptozoological creature and talk about things going on in their life. Um, my favorite developments with it so far have been when, when Kyle moved to Oregon. And starts talking about the feral cat that lives on his property that they named Dirt Nap. <laughs> oh no! I love kitties. Um, well, he's got a kitty named Dirt Nap. Oh. Um. Oh, other podcast. Oh, I've been listening to Mayor Pete's podcast. He has a podcast. Yeah. Um, Is it called the, the Pete Cast? No. Oh. It's called Shit. I was listening to it it's on the way. It's called Shit. It's called Shit. Welcome to the shit podcast. I'm Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> if I can get, ever get on there, I have a great story I can tell him about how my dad uh, almost got kicked off of a plane for making a joke about Pete Buttigieg. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, it's the deciding decade. It's really good. I like it. Um, I'm also, well, things that I'm listening to. I'm also listening to Chaston's book. And... Um, I've been, been reading more. I've been listening to, um, why am I blanking? Do I listen to me? <laughs> I've been listening to music. I'm listening to a lot of like, um, in sync. <laughs> oh, duh. Duh yeah. and hello. Yeah. Uh, I also made a playlist called Songs for Bad Bitches when I'm feeling <laughs> like um, really uninspired to do things. Is is Faded by Soul Decision on there? It's not because it's pretty much all women's 
Okay. I'll send it to you. Do I, I have a Spotify account now that I'm, I'm putting Oh, it's on Amazon. Uh, that's actually how I listen to most of my music. So, okay. I don't like those advertisements. Does it, do you have that song that's been going through the TikToks on there that goes, fuck being good. I'm a bad bitch. I do not. I think that's Megan the Stallion. I do have Megan on there though. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I feel like I've also been listening to like more respectable music, but I can't remember what it is right now. Oh, I, I, um, I have not. I've been getting a lot of my music from TikTok. Yep. Which means that, of course, I have been listening to the new single that is lighting up the alternative country music charts that is simply titled Dicked Down in Dallas. Is this like a sequel to Debbie Does Dallas? Nope. It's about this guy singing about how his girlfriend was cheating on him all over the U.S. Oh. (laughs) She's getting dicked down in Dallas, railed out in Raleigh, tag team down in Tennessee. I can't do more than that for licensing purposes, but I will send you the song after this because it is just 100% terrible. It's a guilty pleasure of Indiana that is rubbed off on me. Uh, No, because it's... See, the cities she visits are Dallas, Raleigh, Tennessee, which is not a a city per se, Um, Austin, Austin and Boston, and then New Orleans. So I think the farthest north she makes it is Boston. <laughs> Doesn't she know there's a pandemic going on? Uh, she could be lucky if she only gets a pandemic with what she was doing. <laughs> this is why sex education is important. <laughs> I, yeah. So, oh, okay, 11. Who are the three people that you would say have been the most influential to you? Uh, that I've actually met? Anybody? Um, next question. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to narrow it down. Like I, that's okay. what's something you're not. I, I need to at. think about that one more. What's something you're not very good at? Um, chemistry. Like social chemistry or literal chemistry? No literal chemistry, which doesn't make sense because I, I'm a geology major and that's all applied chemistry. <laughs> so I'm a bad friend because I didn't know you were a geology major. I, I was environmental science, but then I realized that's that I That's what I thought out. it was. I know. And I, but then I realized um, that I had to get out at some point. <laughs> and really, I just want to write energy policy. So it doesn't, yeah, no geology. So you want to be the next Randy Marsh? He's the, he's the top geologist in the state of Colorado. Uh, yes, I want to be Randy Marsh. <laughs> yes! That is who I want to be. He's literally the only geologist I can name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I just want to write policy. Oh, uh, fun story, though. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if I told you this, but earlier in the semester, I cried over wet rocks. 
well, they became more wet after, obviously. That is true. Um, <laughs> but Sorry. it was for a, one of my field trips. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like field work. And um, we had to t- get samples. Mm-hmm. And like rule number one, when we were taking them into the lab, was they have to be dry. Like that was the first thing they told us, make sure they are dry. Okay, so you were frustrated because they they weren't dry. Yes, but do you want to know why they weren't dry? It was because you were crying on them, Sarah. No, I cried because they weren't dry, okay? (laughs) I get home and I make sure they're all dry. Did you put a hunk rock in there with it? There's some wet ass sediments. (laughs) That's a wess. Get a rock pick and a bag. There's some wet ass. <laughs> no, um, so they were drying out. And then, like, someone in my household wanted to be helpful and put them outside under a plant at night. And it was like clays, so it just attracts water. And um, I took them into the lab and they were very moist <laughs> and I couldn't sieve them. So I, I had like a tiny sample. I don't know how I did okay on that lab, but, um, and then I cried over wet rocks and then I felt so stupid that I was crying over wet rocks that I cried some more. So my, my, my so that's close, how my semester's gone, basically. My closest thing that I, that, I, that I can have to that that's happened to me during the pandemic would be before I moved out, I, uh, I lived in my parents' house for 29 years. Oh, no, because we moved there when I was two. 27 years. And in my 27 years there, it took a global pandemic and me working out in the living room to realize that it wasn't painted in very fancy textured wallpaper. And I had never noticed it before. And like, I got up in the middle of working one day and walked out and I'm like, how the fuck long has this been wallpaper? And my mom's like, the whole time we've lived here? How did you not know that was wallpaper? I'm like, I never looked. (laughs) It's very observant. Like, well, I didn't spend a lot of time out there. That was the fancy room the kids weren't allowed to fuck around in. It had their, their couch set that they traded a car to get. Which sounds, it sounds super over the top, but my mom sold her first car and bought like two nice pieces of leather furniture. There's a full three-person sitting blue leather couch and then a blue leather reading chair with an ottoman. And they're very comfortable and they're very, very nice still because no one was fucking allowed to sit in them when I was a child. It's my favorite place to go nap at my parents' house because it's always cold. And uh, I'll tell you this much. Leather couches are better for napping on. They don't, like, suck in the warmth as well. They just get kind of sweaty, and they, like, stick to your thighs. They do if it's warm in the room you're in. What if but, I'm just a sweaty person? Well, and you're just, you're, you're a, a moist individual? Um, yeah, a little. Uh, your superpower... If you could be any superhero I've ever seen, you would probably be uh, Simon Helberg's character from Dr. Horrible. I, well, oh, um. He plays a character that's just called Moist, and he's, he's always damp. 
Oh yeah. Actually, I don't think that would be my superpower, but like What do you actually, think your superpower would be? If I could choose it? Mm-hmm. Um being able to understand and speak any language. That's a good one. That is a real good one. Uh, would yours be what would yours be? I'm always on the fence between teleportation and invisibility. Like yeah. invisibility because I can know all the dirty little secrets and use them to my advantage because I'm actually a terrible person. And then teleportation just for convenience sake. Like how awesome would it be like that I could have done this in person and been like, hey, do you want to go to the Wilders tonight? And I'd be like, yeah, and just and pop over to wherever I wanted to be. Like the yeah. movie Jumper. If anyone's actually seen the movie Jumper or remembers it, I would be very, I, very surprised. I think I have actually. Was that the one with um, Hayden Christensen? I was thinking Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but... Nope. That's Looper. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen Jumper then. Jumper is a movie with Hayden Christensen that came out when I was like in high school or junior high. And Samuel L. Jackson is in it too. And he has this ability where if he can see a place, he can just, boom, teleport straight into it. And like, so he keeps like pictures of different places where he can jump to. And like, you got to be careful because you might end up in a wall. It's, it's a lot like Nightcrawler from X-Men but you can oh, okay. do it on a global level. And Samuel L. Jackson leads this crazy Christian cult because God should be the only person able to be at all places at once. And he hunts down and kills all the jumpers that he could find and like gets it down to where Hayden Christensen's the last one and he's hunting him down all over the globe. And they've got special technology that can keep their jumper holes open, which kind of look like space vaginas. And... <laughs> And then Hayden Christensen kills all the foundlings. Younglings, not foundlings. Whatever. They're Jedi, not Mandalorians, Sarah. Okay, you're right. I, you, you right. Have you, are you caught up? Yes. Okay, good. But we can't talk about it on here. Fuck them. Okay, spoiler alert for everybody else on here who hasn't seen it. Turn it off now if you haven't watched it. This will hit. Spotify in two days, and then I'm going to start posting about it, and four of you will hear it. But spoiler alert. Okay, you've been warned. Going to start in three, two, one. Okay, Luke Skywalker. Holy fuck. How did they make that timeline work? I thought because, it was going to be Ray. Because, no, I, I didn't think it was Ray. I had a couple of people who I thought it was going to be, and Luke was on the list. Um, the fact that, okay, I immediately knew it when I saw the X-Wing because I'm like, that's Luke's X-Wing. I can tell by the markings because I'm that big of a Star Wars nerd. Yeah. But so my timeline on there was, I haven't finished Rebels yet. So I don't know if Kanan Jarrus lives or not, but I know Ezra Bridger is still alive. And I know that Cal Kestis from the Star Wars Dark Forces video game is on there and alive too, who is played by Cameron Monaghan from Shameless, who's a great actor if... I don't know if you've seen Shameless or not on there with it, too. I tried. I didn't like it. I don't like shows where everyone's terrible. That, that's not the show for you, then. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I don't like Arrested Development, either, which really, I know, I know, I don't care. I tried. Not everybody is I wanted to, and I didn't like show. it. Michael's not terrible. Yeah, I just didn't like it. Everyone but, thinks that it's because I don't understand it. No, I just no, don't I like it. No, I know you understand it. Yeah. I quote that show way too much, but that's not the point I'm on. So like I'm watching it and I'm just like, okay, I immediately knew it was Luke, but I'm like, there are so many Jedi that are still alive. And I'm like, but he's the only one with the X-Wing that's on there with it. 
I'm like, okay. And so like, I'm like, this has to be Luke. And then I see the outfit with the black glove on the right hand. And I'm like, this is probably Luke. And then I see the saber hilt and I'm like, this is definitely Luke. And so I, I, I was straight up spazzing. Like if I could only hear what my dog was thinking, cause he's looking at me when this is going on, like what the dad, what is happening? I was yelling. Like I was watching like the closest thing that I could give it was like, I was, I was that guy in the movie theater with the like, look out behind you. Like, Oh shit. It's Luke. It's Luke. It's Luke. I bet that motherfucker's Luke. <laughs> and they go through oh my God. and then like he takes off his helmet for him to see. And I'm just like, Oh my God. It's, it's, it touches his face. I know. I, I did cry. <gasps> and then there's going to be all this shit going down. Cause like at some point in the future, they're going to have to adjust, uh, address that whole, how Bo-Katan is going to have to try to kill Mando to get the yep. dark saber. And then they cut to that post-credit scene where Chunky Bib Fortuna is just chilling in Jabba's chair, which I don't think Jabba could have ever fit in that chair. But I, I'm curious to see how this goes because now that Boba is going to be King Fett and they're going to go through with all that, um, uh, I almost wonder if he has to get fat because like Jabba was like that and we all just figured it was his species. Jabba's like that. But then we saw like Bib Fortuna used to be all like skinny and shit, helping Jabba out. And then he was in charge and just really let himself go. And like, are we going to get fat fat? Are we going to get Bubba fat? Not Boba, Bubba. Bubba. Little gut, little gut in that best car. Boba thick. Boba thick. <laughs> With three C's. See him come and go, dwam. <laughs> damn with a wham on it <laughs> but yeah and so that's all gonna go down i'm super excited because this means that one of two things is gonna happen either boba and darth maul are gonna start working together or they're gonna not get along at all either way it's gonna lead to two of the biggest badasses being on screen at the same time because if he's taking over the hut cartel and i already know maul is in charge of crimson dawn it's Oh, it's going to be awesome. Favreau and Filoni have done so well with Star Wars. Oh, I know. It's, it's, I, it's one of the best things to come out of the uh, Star Wars universe in a while. No, it is. It, it, the Mandalorian series is the best thing they've done since Clone Wars. Like, not Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. No, I'm I know. The, the, um, the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. Well, the EP, Dave Filoni of Mandalorian, was also the executive producer of uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Wars. Like, he's the one who created the Ahsoka Tano character, and they're doing another one of his characters now that they have the Bad Batch series coming out. Is that the one with um, Rosario Dawson? Uh, Ahsoka will be, yes. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember what her name was. She, bad she Batch. Bad no, not Bad Bitch, Bad Batch. Which is about a group of uh, defective clones that all have like advantageous defects to them. Yeah. So they're, they're Clone Force 99, AKA the Bad Batch. Fuck being good. We the Bad Batch. <laughs> they can't have that be the, the theme song because kids, but yeah, fuck your kids. I don't care. As, uh, as Michael Jordan said, man, fuck them kids. <laughs> 
we do not advocate for um, pedophilia on this uh, on this podcast. I, I just want to go there, but yeah, obviously. I, I took it more like Wayne would say, like, oh, fuck, I could watch kids falling off bikes all day. I don't get to talk about day. your kids. Just starting to feel like a confrontation. My, my line I use more often than not out of that, and it's never to a point where anybody hears it. It's always Squirrely Dan lines I end up quoting. And my favorite one is him just going, no longer hornies. <laughs> I have not watched some of the newer seasons, though. Well, you better catch up because this next newest season looks like it's going to be fire as fuck, and it drops the day after Christmas on Hulu. I think it was like, I can't remember which which one I started. That just wasn't like that, maybe like the seventh. Um, I, I don't have any that I don't like. That's the problem. Like I was, there were, that, that first episode will define whether or not you will like this series. It's that simple. Yeah. Riley and Jonesy and Wayne and Derry having the, having words in the driveway. (laughs) I was 100% on board with this series from when Riley goes, nice onesie, does it come in men's? And Derry goes, oh, I think you come in men's enough for both of us. And I was, I was in, I was done. I'm like, this is my favorite show I've ever seen. Yes. Well, one of them. I mean, every series is going to have like so-so episodes, but, oh, by the way, um, my phone is kind of dying. I figured we were getting close to wrapping up on here. Well, and I don't have a charger here. Womp, womp. Womp rats. Come to play. It's a good Star Wars reference there. Thanks. Okay. Well, to put a put a button on this and a bow on this, Sarah, you are one of my favorite people, and I'm so glad that I got to catch up with you on here. I didn't make it through all my beers because I thought it'd be a little bit longer, but I'm I'm still content with this. I love mustarding with you because it's catch up, I guess. <laughs> I'm really relishing this moment. <laughs> At least I think I'm funny. That that's good. That's so <laughs> You're good. Welcome. Uh, no, it's not. Don't encourage me. No, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I need you to give my love to Tom and Carol. Um, and, and Kev. Yeah. Oh, obviously, and Kev. He can twerk all day long. <laughs> yes. King of the twerk. Say goodbye to Lewis. Oh, bye, Lewis. Barry, um, yes, you can go I, eat white dog crap, Barry. I, mm. Barry, I love you because you're a dog, but I hate you because you're my nemesis. <laughs> That's because you fucked up. I didn't uh, fuck up. Charles, you are also one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, We're going to grow old and give each other hell in the nursing home. Oh, most definitely. Also, I, I will have it know that you, you were the last person I, I, I had like a night out with before COVID hit. Oh, yeah. We went to go see Eliza. Oh, that was so good. When she was up there like literally the week before they shut the world down making a COVID yes. joke. Uh, Where her throat got dry and she went, <laughs> COVID. Oops. Nope. Sorry. 
And then like the next week we were all in our houses like, oh shit. And we had Baz bows and it was really good. And I tried to be your wing woman, but the, yeah, I tried to be your wing woman, but nothing. Oh, with the waitress. Yeah. Just in general. And then, and then the two ladies that were sitting next to us, I don't think that flew because I thought that they were, I think that they thought that we were trying to rope them into some kind of, you know, group thing. Oh. The old ladies next to me were fantastic, but I don't yeah. think they were your type. They're... Like yeah. elderly. But, uh, gotta have you, at least by my 30th, you, you gotta come up here and see my house. Yes. Because even if the world is still kind of a shit show, I'm going to get a couple of my absolute favorite people up here. And I have, I have three beds in this house. So, and multiple couches and super comfy recliners. So I can comfortably sleep eight, like eight people. And I will come visit you. We'll and, burn some um, shit in my backyard. Oh, hell yeah, brother. We're out in the country. We can throw diesel fuel on it. Hell yeah, do a Molotov cocktail. Fuck diesel fuel. We're going to use kerosene. <laughs> and then in the morning, we can get up and go to Amish country and get Amish breakfast. Do you know? Oh, I'm not going to make. Okay. Do y'all know napalm sticks to kids? <laughs> I can't take credit for that one. See, but. we're not advocating pedophilia, just child murder. <laughs> Way to go, Sarah. Uh, you know what? It's okay. This is an You're explicit right? podcast. I have the viewer discretion, listener discretion advised tag on it because I knew I was going to say the fuck word a bunch. What I didn't know was we were going to talk about napalm and children. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Napalm and kids, yeah. Have you been able you to You know, I can't run office? for office because... No. Okay, I was wondering. Uh, I'm gonna find out later if it made it onto the cut because it's been splution. Yes, but you were saying um, you can't. Run oh, I was. Yeah, I can just see. I can just see that ad. Sarah G. <laughs> Imagine only all six kids. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. If you ever is this who you office, want I'm leading? Do a billboard that says masturbation isn't a crime and it'll have vote for <laughs> Gavin a below it. Oh no. Oh, don't tell them my last name. <laughs> oh, sorry. We'll edit that out. Sarah, yep. I said your last name in the first five minutes. Shit. I'm going to have so much. I know. I just, I know it's fine. It's fine. Fine. Then I'll just have Sarah G on it. So that way it doesn't blow back on Tom and Carol. Because I don't want Carol to be over at the Kroger and be like, aren't you the mother of the masturbation isn't a crime lady? I mean, my mother was the one that pointed out that bumper sticker, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Oh, I love your mom. <laughs> yep. Ain't you great? Carol the CPA. Yep. All day, uh, Carol the CPA. If my, whenever my dad dies, because I think your mom's going to outlive my dad, I'm going to have Carol do my taxes. Okay. All right. And on that note. Remember when we were saying goodbye because my phone was dying? Yeah. 
It's about that time. I, I was All right. I love you. We're, we're closing up. Sarah, I love you. You're one of my favorite people. That's why you were my first guest. And thank you so much. You're going to invite me back, right? Of course. Whenever I don't have somebody, I'm going to end up calling you and being like, podcast? Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, fuck. That already started. (laughs) Whoops.